0: Welcome to the contractor success forum today. We're here to discuss building your bond program. And with us, we have Stephen Brown, McDaniel, Whitley bonding and insurance agency, and we have Wade Carpenter with Carpenter and company CPAs. And we are the contractor success forum here to discuss how to run a more profitable, successful construction business. Wow. Building our bond. Program that I was lucky enough to have an amazing bonding agent when I started my bonding business. Who was it? That was that Stephen Brown guy, wasn't it?
1: Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: That. Yeah.
1: Wade, you see that? What
0: are your comments? Because we have Stephen here with us. You know, as an accountant and all these things, how important is it for your contractors to build that bonding program intentionally?
2: Well, building the program, there's several things to doing that, but having a great agent is key. One that will go to bat for you, one that will give you advice, and there's a big difference in somebody that does that and tries to help build you up and knows the different markets and what they can get. So, that's why I'm really excited. I love working with Steven. I think he's got years of experience. And it's uh, it's one of those things that I really appreciate in trying to help my contractors move forward with bonding. Yeah.
0: One Thanks. more thing before Stephen talks, he doesn't like it when I toot his horn here, but you know, there are different agents. There are order takers that just, you go to them and they go, oh yeah, I'm a bonding agent. I think, I, yeah, that's listed eighth on my thing of what I do. And they just take the order and they just sort of hand them over and they shuffle that information they take it from one pocket and move it to the other and there's no input or creativity or education and learning all about it and what goes into this is crucial if you need a bond if you need more bond credit if the bonds are important to you it's important to have an agent that it's important to him
1: Yep. wow thanks guys Well, we can just end it right now. I appreciate it. I guess the point of building your bond program to me as a bond agent is that's my job. That's all I do. And I only get paid when you are low bidder on a job and need a performance and payment bond. It's always in my best interest for you to succeed. But- I certainly care about your success and I want you to succeed. Being your play caller for your bond program is not just up to your bond agent. The more you know about it, the more you need to be a partner with your bond agent and discuss the things that you need to discuss. For example, this morning before the podcast early, I got an email about a large project coming up for bid that is really out of this particular contractor specialty, but they hired some guys that this is all they do. And there's some elements to this particular job that really fit. So we have to talk about it. We have to break it down and we have to decide how to approach the bonding company about it to get it approved. That's my job. But your job as a contractor is to help me, help the bonding company understand what you do and what you want to accomplish. And there's some bond agents, like you said, Rob, that are just order takers. There's other bond agents that just really want to control every aspect of your bonding relationship and tell you not to worry about it. It's not something you need to know about. But the best bonded construction programs are where the contractor is actively involved. And by actively involved, I mean, hey, I want you to come out, bond underwriter, bond agent. I want you guys to come out in this construction project. I want to show you what we're doing. It's exciting. I want to share some successes. I'm worried about something. Can we talk about it? Here is my backlog gross profit. And here are my cash flow projections. Can we push this program a little bit? Because I believe we have the infrastructure in place, the people in place, the expertise in place to really grow. And I think this is the year we're going to push it. These are all the things that you need to talk to. And nobody can communicate that better than you. And the more you share with your bond agent about what you're doing and what you want to do, the better job they can do
2: for you. Right. You actually just kind of reminded me of a situation I'm dealing with that too often I see a contractor that they don't have that great relationship with the agent, so they're hesitant to tell somebody, like, hey, something may be going wrong or whatever. But I had another situation where somebody was getting way beyond their previous capability as far as what they had been able to bond before. And we needed to kind of reach out and talk to the bond agent. It's like, how can we make this work? Because they had a big commercial general contractor that really wanted them on the job and we had to get a little creative and working with the bond agent is the key to getting that done and not waiting to the last minute and saying, I already got the job. Give me a bond now.
1: Yeah. Hey, luckily, this job we were talking about comes up a month from now. But so I really appreciate it. It was just a heads up. This is what we're thinking about doing. Let's talk about it. And that's everything. And the relationship. Remember, Bonding is just relationship. And when you talk about stuff like bank lines of credit and retainage and bonding and workers' comp and insurance, they're all kind of have negative connotations where change order is such a happy thing to talk about. But bonding really is something that I can tell you from firsthand knowledge can really help you. You've got extra set of eyes. They're not intimately involved with you and what you're doing day in and day out. can kind of see the forest through the trees a little bit, not to mention that you have experts that all they do is look at different contractors and different projects. That's their job. So if a underwriter says, I don't feel good about this job, and your bond agent agrees and you don't understand it, then you have an option. You should get another bond agent, or you could say, well, I really trust my team. Let's maybe pass on this job. I see their points, and even though I don't totally agree, they're a member of our team, So we're going to take a pass on that. So there's just a lot to this relationship. It's constantly moving and it's all about communication.
2: I mean, you know, I've seen situations exactly like that. And there are situations where a contractor, they may want this huge job, exactly what they're telling them. If they can't bond it, there's probably a reason that maybe you can't support that. I've seen what they thought was good job, take great contractor down. So I think that's great advice. We're recording this in early November and it's the time of year where I'm starting to do the tax planning and we call it tax and bond planning because this is the time to think about dressing up your financial statement at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit, Sue? Yeah, it's something that we're talking to all
1: our clients about right now. Every single one of them, are you meeting with your CPA? And are you getting this information together? It's such a huge part of the upcoming year for bonding. It sets the tone. And just the level of relaxation that comes from getting a financial statement earlier than later to a bond underwriter is huge. You have a reputation of getting late financial statements. It tells the bonding company two things. The first thing is that you're, you've lost money and you don't want them to know. Or the second thing is, I'm just not organized. I don't have time to mess with this. Either way, you're pulling the plug of what's feeding that bond program.
0: I think one of the important parts of this is how you look at the bonding program and what you're doing when we're saying building that bond program I believe it should be incorporated as part of your strategic planning process because this is not extra work that you do for your bonding program. Use this information as feedback and part of your strategic team to build your strategic plan and your thinking. It's not an obligation to have to do this. Look at it is almost like free consulting or it may not be free, but as it comes from that, the feedback and the input that you get from the bonding program. I mean, who else but the people that have to cover people's butts when these jobs don't go well to advise you on your company? Yes, they are looking out for themselves, but by them looking out for themselves, they're partnering with you on these jobs, and that's valuable information that's very hard to get. So take this information, look at at this as your strategic plan When you're building this bonding program to look good for the bonding company, you're looking good for your owner, which is probably you that we're talking about in our podcast. This is to benefit you, not a cost and an extra time that takes away. This should be built in as part of your progress in your company to build your company. Building your bond program is building your
1: business program, your business plan. Wow. That's so true. That's true. And building your bond program is not just about the size jobs that you're getting approved or your capacity for bonding. You know, that's an element of it. But that comes when you've done everything else right. So we've talked before about if you're a small contractor, you can get credit scoring bonds up to a million dollars. So that's pretty darn close to just calling in an order for something. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier. And then you need a bigger bond program. What if you've pushed up to that million dollars? But the job for you to make the profit that you're going to make and you can get this job and you can make a huge profit on it, but the job amount is a million four. What are you going to do then? Well, first of all, is just uh put a lot of heat on your bond agent. You got to figure something out. And they may have already told you over and over again what they need to get the job done, but you just just aren't listening. Well, that's building your bond program. Yep. I do think about that. A lot of the
0: guys look at it and they only remember the negative part of when the bonding company may have disagreed or maybe they didn't see the light. Well, maybe they don't see the light, but that's something to point out you as the owner better be thinking about that. Cause I think more times than not, it's something the owner just hadn't thought about. Mm
1: -hmm. You
0: you just saved my butt. I, I shouldn't take that job. That job may have been, What's going to kill me? I heard Vern Harnish say this the other day. I was in a meeting with him up up in Pennsylvania, and my dad used to say the best deal that you ever made is the deal that you didn't do, and that may be what saves you. And the bonding company may help you point that out. I know we're always wanting the positive thing, but we're there to sell it, and maybe you have to sell them on something, but that's part of it. And the analytical part of yourself, they're not just making this up. They want your bond. They make money on the bond. If they're pointing this out, there's a reason that they didn't give you the
1: bond. Right. I told my partners, we need to change the name of this agency to change order insurance and bonding. It just makes everybody (laughs) happy. But everything else that we talked about that is negative is positive. It's just a tool that you use to get those change orders, to get those projects that you know are going to be a little bit complicated. Maybe the owner and the architect engineer don't see what you see that have to be done that you can use to your advantage to get that change order. But anyway, that's the main points I wanted to make, guys.
2: One thing I wanted to point out, which I think I've made this analogy a weeks ago when we did the podcast on financial statements, but building a bond program is a lot like being a teenager and trying to get credit for the first time. It really is. And a lot of people don't think about, they get mad at the man and go jump off and become their own boss and they start their own company and they think, well, today I don't need a bond, but someday down the road, I might like to be able to get a bond, but they wait until they get this contract that they really want. And then they say, I need this now. Well, think about that when you start off. Think about doing some formal financial statements, even in year one, so that you can have that history. And I think Stephen would tell you it's generally about the same thing. Three years of financial statements is typically one of those things just like kids credit. Is that not true? Three years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one good
0: point that I didn't know, Stephen. You mentioned it, but I had heard that Wade, about that three years and then the certain amount of cash that you want. But if you want to be a bonded contractor, don't forget what Stephen just mentioned. You can get a bond based on your personal credit, right? So that's right. It, is it possible if somebody's a new contractor to get that uh, if they?
1: Well, almost all of them are going up to a half a million dollars. Just based on your personal credit. They have programs that do that, okay. but the rates are higher. So, yeah, so that makes sense?
0: But if and you want you to get from to- 500 to
1: 750, they want a little bit more information than a million. They w- at least want an in-house financial statement and a, a good personal financial statement. So sometimes we're the ones left scrambling to help put something together to get that approved. And it, it should be you and your CPA, but nevertheless, whatever it takes to get the job done. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the
0: things that kept me for years, not going through the bonding process. Is I heard all the things that you had to get from my big successful contractor friends. So they were talking about that. And I didn't realize that there's another way in the door because it seemed to me like it was the only way to get in the bonding program is mm-hmm. to partner with somebody that's already bonded or been inherited or something in there that there was just not a way to start in there. And there is a roadmap and there you go with another way to talk to a
1: bonding agent that knows this stuff. Sure. I really appreciate calls from folks that want to talk about what their needs are and what they want to accomplish. That way they're bringing me in as a team member and That's huge to me, and it's huge to the companies you want to do business with.
0: Yeah. So if you're a concrete contractor or a framer or a plumber or anything else, there is a way to get into this commercial contracting bonded world. I believe we felt like those were just two different worlds out there when I was in it. And it's not true. Just find a guy like Steven and get started.
1: Well, it's like an electrical contractor doing plumbing. They might can do it, but it might be ugly or... A yeah. dangerous who knows but this is all i do every day all day long and yeah. it's just you know what i do you made it easy
0: for me honestly i was shocked when you told me like well yeah i can get you a bond we can do this it's like really i thought i had to be this giant gc contractor stuff or one of these companies that are just huge all
1: over the place and it was really easy for me well and, you paid your premium on time and we never had a bond claim and yeah. i really <laughs> appreciate that rob <laughs> that's true yeah. all
2: right well one thing i did want to point out too which i guess this a lot of people don't think about but a million dollar construction contract is not that big anymore no and, and so you know exactly what Stephen was saying you can do this based on credit up to a million dollars maybe but Again, the ones that people are chasing, they want these bigger ones. If you really want them and you think you may ever need them, explore that today, even if it's not on your radar right now. Don't wait until, hey, I got this job I really want and go run into Stephen at the last minute and saying, work miracles because it's going to be a lot easier if you can start building
1: into it. Sure. And I can say with all honesty that bonding can be fun. Have you seen those Liberty Mutual commercials <laughs> where they're jumping in the pool with their laptops going, making insurance fun for oh, yeah. young people? I think that's a crazy topic, but yeah, it can be fun. It can be relaxing. And your bond agent, I can say that a lot of my very best friends are are my contractor buddies
2: and not as fun as internal revenue code reading, but yeah, <laughs> sweet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. And not as
0: fun as the contractor success forum, because here on the contractor success forum, we have fun building your contractor business. Yeah,
1: we do. Yeah. It's kind baby. of an angry ending, but I liked it.
0: Yeah. Hey man, I'm passionate. <laughs> the anger, just the thrill of getting these contractors driving
1: their businesses into profitability. Well, now you are passionate about it. I think we all are. But I hope you all enjoyed this topic because it just, it's timeless. All right. Well, thank you. Stephen Brown with McDaniel Whitley, bonding and insurance
0: agency, and Wade Carpenter, carpenter and company CPAs. And I'm Rob Williams with Iron Gate Entrepreneurial Support Systems. We will see you on the next Contractor Success Forum.